Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. I had the joy today to converse with a fellow colleague, a friend, and a registered dietitian, Kristen Cameron, who also happens to have celiac disease. I want to share with you a little background information about my guest today. Kristen and I go way back to the early 2000s when we were both newer registered dietitians. Kristen started with Creighton University Medical Center as a bariatric dietitian while I was working as a clinical dietitian. She has a phenomenal story about moving from Nebraska to Florida for her internship, working in Florida, and navigating the registered dietitian professional landscape in a really unique way. So please kick back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with registered dietitian, Kristen Cameron. Just to kind of talk off, start off the conversation, just I wanted you to kind of tell me your story of how you got interested in nutrition. What was the thing that kind of pulled you into this wonderful profession that we're in? Well, that is an excellent question because I, in high school, I fought back and forth with internally what I was going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, oh gosh, maybe I'll be a doctor or maybe a nurse, whatever, maybe (laughs) a lawyer. And when I was a senior and we took the ACT, my highest composite came back uh, was science. And out of all four, English, math, whatever. Yeah. It did. (laughs) You didn't think science was your... No, and I didn't like science. Like, I, don't know, I somehow got in my head that I wasn't good at science and I didn't like it. So mm-hmm. lo and behold, I decided to major in communications. In college. So where Thinking, did you go to high school? I went to high school in Fullerton, Nebraska, a small town okay. of about 1,400 okay. people. Okay. And um, I got a Regent Scholarship to UNL. Oh, so, I didn't okay. know that. Cool. Smarty yeah. pants. And I, yeah, I got the honors program That's scholarship awesome. and everything. So I was very blessed yes. to go to school for free. That's nice. Well, my parents were very happy. They were very excited. <laughs> but obviously, you put a lot of hard work into I, achieving that. Know, I, I always felt school came pretty easy for me. Okay. Just because I have an innate curiosity about everything. I, if I don't know about it, I want to learn You're gonna about it. You're going to learn about it. So, and it's, I'm still that way today, which is... Which is why you're proactive and, with your job and right. life. And, I, and if... I'm going to speak about something or be asked about something, I want to know everything I can about it mm-hmm. so I can be reliable. I can be a reliable sure. source. So um, I get to college and I'm in communications, taking my classes. My my end goal was really to be a TV anchor, news anchor. I want oh. to be a journalist. And you would be fantastic and at that. Do you still want to do that? No. No. Okay. Not at so all. You, you've completely moved on from oh, that. Yes. Okay, good. But I always thought I was pretty good at presenting and and mm-hmm. public speaking and I always kind of enjoyed that. I was dork like that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got into my classes and they were all based on books that were written by the chair of the department. So of the of UNL. The chair of the communications department. Really? And they seemed to me to be kind of one big long opinion. And I didn't like that. And that's when the aha moment came. Well, I I like science because there's logic and reasoning behind Mm -hmm. it. Like you can, you can, there's really a concrete answer. Sure. So 
I'm still fighting with that dilemma and my first semester of my sophomore year, I decided to take nutrition 101 or one whatever number the it was. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, oh, it's this, it, it'll count for me as a science and it'll be an easy science. And you need how many sciences in the communication? It's like one nothing. or two. Yeah. And so I'll, and to boot, all of the people in my communications classes were like the football players who didn't show up. So, oh. and they were all communications <laughs> majors. And oh. from what I heard from other students was that it was the easiest major on campus. So that's why football players did it. Wow. And you had no clue and about I had no any clue. of that when you were no. starting to do that program. Our guidance counselor in high school was probably not very helpful. Helpful. <laughs> right. It's understandable. I had that same situation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm about two weeks into this nutrition class, and I mean, I'm getting there early, and I'm really excited about it. I'm like, this stuff's really cool. I'm reading ahead in the textbook. <laughs> like, this stuff's awesome. And so Dr. Benish, Dr. Bev Benish, was mm -hmm. the instructor at the time, and I went up to her after class, and she was very, she's a very motherly person. I don't know if you've probably never met her, but. I have not. She's an amazing, amazing lady. And she's a nourisher. She is yes. a mother. Like, she's a very sweet lady. And I went up and talked to her, and I said, I think this is what I want to do. And she stopped what she was doing and got me all the paperwork, and she signed on. She agreed to be my advisor at that point. Oh, wow. And so that's really where my journey into being a dietitian began. And almost pinpoint the day it was right before Halloween <laughs> you need you need to tell me that story because I kind of had the same similar kind of awakening when I took a 101 class yeah. so I would love to hear your story mm -hmm. so at that point I was all in I my next semester and over the summer I mean I went gangbusters taking bio 101 chemistry and all of that all stuff those. I took I took biology and chemistry in the same semester with both labs, and that did you really? That was stressful. That is that stressful. stressful. But I got through it, and I ended up graduating uh, in four and a half years. So it only put me put me Behind, back in semester. Bad. Yeah, that's not and bad. And that was just that was awesome. So from there, I could either when I graduated in December of two thousand, I could have either waited until the next round of internships when mm -hmm. there were more internships available to apply for or there there was the Iowa State internship that was mm -hmm. available that started I think maybe in February yes and the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville Florida and I thought well I might as well apply this round if I don't get into Mayo Clinic then, then I'll decide. so I decided that that's the only one I was going to apply to I was going to apply to the Mayo Clinic they took three people Linda, they only took three people. They only took three people, but it was at an off time, so they probably didn't okay. have many applicants. But by the grace of God, I got chosen. <laughs> You're like, thank goodness. All right, we're we're moving to Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, I'm going to stop you for one second. I want to go back to the day that you said that you had that aha moment right before mm -hmm. Halloween. So yes. before we'll continue and go back to when you take the internship, and I want you to tell me about that day before Halloween that you really felt warm and fuzzy yes. with nutrition. I called my mother, to be honest. <laughs> I called my mother, and my my dad was working outside at the time. And so I was telling her, oh, my gosh, I, I think I found what I really want to do. I want to mm -hmm. change my major. I want to I do something different. And my mom has, my dad's really been my kind of academic 
counselor and advisor sure and life coach <laughs> more so <laughs> than my guru. mom your adult guru um, so my mom was just like yeah yeah okay 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 we'll call dad or I'll have dad call you when he gets back in like, oh, okay, okay thanks <laughs> and I remember talking like I still feel like I'm just chatting 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 about it today because I remember uh, talking to him mm-hmm. and saying oh this is what I want to do I think it's gonna be awesome and I spilled the whole um, spiel of what a dietitian could do and all these things and I thought this would be awesome um, and he he was very supportive and he's like all right you he's know, on board. do what you got to do you know write the checks you have to write which I really didn't have to write any, sure sure no <laughs> um, yeah he, he was all on board and excited about it um, my sister kind of going back a little bit my sister is four years older than me uh-huh. so growing up in high school I was always called Stephanie I was called her name. Oh, really? My teachers, because it was a very small school. Sure. So they would, and you guys look very similar, we do. don't you? We do. Yes. So they yes. would always slip and call me by her name. Or <laughs> I would just be, oh, you're Stephanie's little sister. Yes. So <laughs> I hated that. I hated that. And my sister went to Creighton University, mm-hmm. and she became a nurse. And actually, now she's going to get her doctorate in nursing. So she? Oh. I, if she hadn't done that, I would have probably gone into nursing from the get-go yeah but I'm like there's no way I'm following her there's no way I'm following in her footsteps Mm because I'm my own person um so all of those factors really led into led into the decision to be a dietitian so you have your sister is in healthcare. what do your parents do then are they in healthcare too not at all not at all (laughs) okay my father was the county executive director for the ASCS office in Nance County for 40 years okay That's all I know about it. That's all you know about it. That's the title. Something about farming and acres and stuff. <laughs> my mother worked for what used to be um, Northwestern Bell Telephone Company. Oh, yeah. Okay. And right as cell phones were starting to hit the market. They, That's when she kind of... Well, they offered... They were offering a buyout for people who were eligible for retirement. Oh, okay. And this was, I think, only maybe 1990 at the time. She wasn't. Okay. She wasn't really old no so she took a buyout um and retired and then she went on to work for the census bureau after that oh and do she started as a field rep taking surveys and she got up into very high ranks and they people still call her even though she hasn't worked really? for about three years huh. so that was really her bread and butter was people and going out and and talking to people mm-hmm. uh, and then my dad went to work for principal financial group kind of on a different level so not parents weren't in not healthcare, but that sister competition did not lead you down the path of being a nurse. Correct, which is very interesting. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I thought about that too when I was like, oh, I think I want to go into the medical field somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I thought nursing because it's so mapped out and it's so planned, absolutely and perfect. Whereas dietetics is a little bit different. It is when it comes to that. But what's education? Funny as I, I think there are a lot of parallels mm-hmm. between the professions and. And we can talk about that later, but you know, I see, I see, the field of dietetics kind of going down that same evolution that mm-hmm. nursing has gone down. Which yeah, it's very cool. Hopefully, though, we can start getting like mm-hmm. those doctorate programs that are more applied to the actual place where you work, absolutely, and what you're working in. So let's go back to Jacksonville, Florida. You got one of three internships mm-hmm. with yes. the Mayo Clinic there, yes. and you were shocked. I was shocked. Um, it was surreal. I remember flying down and 
looking for an apartment. How was that? <laughs> it was, was it really intimidating to kind of? No, no, no. I my my parents actually wanted to come with me, and I said no. Okay, oh, for you doing this myself. Mm-hmm. I drove myself down there when I when it was time to go, um, and I got to the first day of my internship, and the, I I never forget this. The internship director, her name was Nell. She said, well, we'd never, we didn't hear anything from you. I'm glad that you showed up. We were worried. <laughs> and like they, to confirm that you were coming? Yeah, like they, they sent everything out. I mean, And you got it all. They sent all the directions on what to do <laughs> and where to show up your first day. And I was like, well, I, I got this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, it's pretty much cut and dry. I mean, I'm self-sufficient. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. That must not have been their experience with other interns. Um, Who knows? You, we've been through some interns together, mm-hmm. and we know that it can be iffy. Yes, <laughs> yes. So the the two the other two in my class were uh, one was a uh, a girl that actually worked at that hospital as a diet tech. Oh, okay. And she she was already familiar with everything. She knew everything. And then the other was from um, oh, she was from North Carolina. What's the one that has the pirates as their East East uh, East Carolina University? Okay, and so we were kind of the the three amigos. You were that small. Point. That's a small unit of interns. Mm-hmm. So you did you do a lot of things, almost everything together? Yes. Well, that's yes, and we had you know different weeks with different people, mm-hmm. but my experience there was uh, not the best because there had always been a rumor that the clinical staff. Were would usually single one person out to be kind of the the black sheep, and that turned out to be me. Oh, um, oh that's horrible! <laughs> How they, long was your internship? It was six months, six so months. it was okay, short. So. I knew that's what I wanted to do: is okay. get in and get out. Okay, but I I had never worked in a hospital other than in the kitchen, so I hadn't okay. been up on the floors. I hadn't seen a chart, mm-hmm. and the. The other intern that had worked there before, I mean, already had all of that knowledge she, yeah, and knew she where was to find golden. things. Yeah, so she was golden, and and I don't know why, you know, what was the discerning factor between me and the one from ECU, but <laughs> I don't know. Why did you stick out? <laughs> I don't know, but they had told me that I was going to need to take an extra week off and study and learn more. Huh. I don't really feel that way at all. Like, mm-hmm. like I, it was just weird, but. Um, it it was really gave me a good introduction into the professional world how things can be kind of ugly. So I just with coworkers took that and away. situations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, were you all all six months at that hospital then? Mm-hmm. We okay. we did do some community rotations out and about. Sure. So you were basically there. Yeah. That's a lot. That's intense for having mm-hmm. that long of a clinic. Is, was it all pretty much a clinical experience then? It was while you were very there? heavily weighted that way. Very there was weighted. there was some um, there was a rotation at WIC. There was a rotation in home care. Um, did you do food service? Then food service. Too? Yep, I did food service. So the basics. So the basics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But mostly clinical, um, and that was I remember. September 11th, 2001, I was in my home care rotation when, when the Twin Towers fell. And my mom was on an airplane, like on the tarmac in Omaha, ready to fly out for one of her Census Bureau jobs. Uh-huh. And I remember getting back to my apartment and 
And I had always, she had always sent me her flight itineraries. I'm like, what, what are you sending me these for? <laughs> and I logged on to my email and I saw that she was scheduled to be on a plane. So I called her right away and she was crying and driving home. They had taxied out to the runway and were getting ready to take off. And um, she said they stopped and they sat on the tarmac for a while. Mm -hmm. And then they eventually took them back to the terminal to deplane and oh they my canceled gosh. all the flights. So thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, a it stressful was time. It was See, very... and that's funny. You're in your internship, and there's that significant mm -hmm. event yes. too that happens. So it's yes. you don't ever forget that yes. time in your life. Yes. So kind of you said that your intern experience wasn't the best or the greatest experience. Did you start? I mean, like, did you feel like you maintained your passion like you had back in college when I you did. were in your? So that's I good. Did. So that didn't defer you no, from not at all. You were like, I'm going to weather this and mm -hmm. I'm going to get mm -hmm. through it. And and I think yeah. it really gave me being at the Mayo Clinic really gave me some clinical confidence mm -hmm. to go into my first job. Mm -hmm. um, it they they do things you know very. Back then, anyway, they they were very particular. They had a nutrition support team that I got to spend two weeks with. Oh, that's awesome! It was very cool. Yeah, and the dietitians there were very very much revered and held to a good regard. Well, and they were they were used as a resource, and they were what I didn't know at that point in time is that they were light years ahead. Of, of where anywhere <laughs> that you've been that since. I've been since has been so, <laughs> with nutrition support or just well, everything kind, kind of, of recognizing the dietitian as a, a clinical professional okay versus a, a person who circles menus and yes and gets your right. toast that wasn't on the tray I worked in a I worked in a <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a job once where one of the dietitians that was training me said, you know, we're not peas and carrots dietitians, which I don't really know what that means, but I thought yeah, that was well, kind of funny. <laughs> I'm going to think of that now. Mm, not what peas and carrots dietitian. Dietitian, are you? Are you a peas and carrots <laughs> dietitian? Or police. Yes, good one. we are. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So yeah. their clinical team, just thinking about that, they were pretty much probably almost at the same level as physicians were when it came to the care. Very close. And that's I think awesome. it was being a teaching institution Hospital. helps as well. Yeah, absolutely. So during, since you did a lot of clinicals, focus on that. Is that kind of what you decided to do in your mm -hmm. first job or how did, how did the first job out of your internship go for you? What was kind of your feelings getting out of the internship mm -hmm. and the extra studying you needed to do, obviously, to mm -hmm. <laughs> take your test, but yes. where did the internship lead you into searching for your first job? I, I knew I wanted to stay in Florida because it's Florida. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's and it awesome. was 10 minutes from the beach. So that would be hard, um, especially coming from, from Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> and so I knew I wanted to stay there. Um, there were two other internship programs in Jacksonville at that time. So mm -hmm. jobs were pretty short. Gotcha. And I applied, I applied, I applied. And the one I finally found um, was it was actually a long-term care skilled nursing facility in St. Augustine, which is about 40 miles south of Jacksonville. Okay. And beautiful town. It's got so much history. It was actually the very first settled town in the United States back in the 1500s by the Spanish. That. Yes. Wow. So you taught me a little history lesson equally today. Equally as beautiful. <laughs> they also have a haunted lighthouse there, which I have never so been have to. Have you gone? I no. I have not. <laughs> I did not go, but it would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, so I was there for, they hired me actually uh, before I was registered. Okay, so, so before you had your test. Right. Yes. And it was a very 
interesting experience. I was in charge of the, the dietary department and then also the clinical nutrition care of the residents. Coming out of that short of an internship, I mm-hmm. don't feel I was prepared for management at all. And I just took it out of necessity. But and you I wanted really, to stay there and you right. weren't looking at moving. So. Right. And so that's kind of how it happened. But it did teach me some some really good things I, I took away from. Um, I got very close with a lot of the people in the therapy department. And I had really never... Okay. I'd really never talked to a physical therapist or an occupational therapist before. And so I spent a lot of time down there seeing what they did. Um, because, as you know, skilled nursing facility, their acuity of their patients for nutrition sure. isn't that high. No. And it's all pretty... I mean, it's pretty it, yeah. consistent. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was neat to see what kinds of things they do and, and met some great people. I... I think the speech therapists and I were, we clicked pretty well too. And then um, I was there, oh gosh, maybe a year and a half. Okay. And I found a PRN job open at one of the other hospitals in Jacksonville. So okay. I was getting kind of tired of driving. One of the good things I did take away, or what, one of the things that happened to me when I was driving home one night from St. Augustine, it was the day of a shuttle launch down at Cape Canaveral. Oh, yeah. And I could see it the whole way home in my <laughs> rear view mirror. I could see the shuttle and the smoke, and it was so cool. When you were driving. So cool. Well, that was it. See, you have some great memories so, yeah, from me. I do. <laughs> I do. And so this hospital that I um, got on PRN for was not a teaching facility, but it was more um, a community hospital type. It mm-hmm. was on the river not for profit. I mean, okay. All about the patient. It was awesome. Great it was, facility. It was awesome. And I signed on to work maternity leave for one of the dietitians. Okay. And it was, I mean, it was three months. And um, I had been talking with this man in Omaha who worked for Sodexo, mm-hmm. kind of intermittently about a position that they were creating in Omaha, Creighton University Medical Center. For bariatric surgery and okay so finally so it, how'd you get involved with Sodexo because Sodexo is a contract company yes and, and I we know applied. they are around food I mean like mm-hmm. Sexo is you know food service at different locations mm-hmm. like colleges hospitals that right. kind of stuff I had applied for a job when I was initially looking I there was a job posted in Omaha and okay so it was either stay in Florida and if there's nothing if there's nothing in Florida I getting a little bit worried, I started looking back in Nebraska. Okay. So I applied on the Sodexo website and um, got a call. And I don't remember what the in, the initial, I don't really remember now what the initial um, job was for that was posted. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a PRN position. And I and I told the gentleman I really wasn't interested yeah. in that. If I was going like, to move back. That. Yeah. <laughs> I was move Florida, back. Nebraska, I don't know. So he, he had talked to me about a surgeon there that really wanted a dietitian and wanted to get a program going for mm-hmm. bariatric surgery. And this was back before it was really known about. It wasn't. So this was like 2000 and. 2003. Three? Three or four. Three or four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it, the actual, when that job came to fruition, it kind of coincided with the, the maternity leave ending okay. of that other person. So I packed up and so great timing. moved back home. And it was November. And my parents had come down this time to help me move. Mm-hmm. And we were driving somewhere through... Iowa and I saw snow on the ground 
and I lost it. I started You're like, what crying, did I do? <laughs> sobbing. Because you had been I in- just left the beach. What am I doing? Because <laughs> oh. you were probably down there for what a total of two or three years. Yeah, about two yeah. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so enough to become attached and mm-hmm. like this could mm-hmm. be my lifestyle. And when I was down there, I missed the seasons. Sure. I did. I missed the seasons and the change. But Midwesterners missed the seasons. They had they had big what they called palmetto bugs which I didn't like down there and they are essentially <laughs> giant cockroaches but they're not cockroaches they told me they just look like they that look gross. yeah and so so that was um, what it, you put that down on the list yeah and, you know my pros and cons <laughs> that I, but trying to talk yourself into moving yeah. back to Nebraska so, so this job with bariatric surgery like I really came in not knowing. I said, did you know anything about bariatric surgery at the time? I mean, had since you are an inquisitive person, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering if you read about it or it was probably I, starting to become very on the forefront of weight loss it, surgery. Well, in our profession at that time, I, f- I feel like when I told dietitians what my new job was going to be, I kind of mm-hmm. felt ashamed. Like, oh, you're selling out. Yes. Going to weight loss surgery. Because it really wasn't as accepted Yes. Back then? It was kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. these patients are at this like, last resort. And it was thought of as a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know, I was trying to explain, no, no, it's really not, because it's a full program mm-hmm. with everybody involved. And so I went through that for... <laughs> For a couple couple years, isn't but. it amazing how the judgment from dietitians can be just yeah. as judgy as other people yeah. when it comes to health and wellness? And uh huh. And uh-huh. when you think about now, looking back on bariatric, I mean, how awesome that they wanted a dietitian to yeah. be involved. Yeah, that's great. There, that person was being proactive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. employ a dietitian. So that and they was had you. a whole program, which <laughs> yeah. was amazing. Um, and they, it was really a, a matter of, we know we need a dietitian. We don't really know what we're going to do with them. <laughs> what, like, we just want you to educate them. Mm-hmm. And so they had a, back then, they had kind of a brief outline of a diet. It was a photocopy of a photocopy <laughs> that they were giving to patients. Trickled down from somewhere. <laughs> and so I decided to really, you know, throw myself in and, and okay, well, why, why do we need to, to do low sugar liquids? Why do we need to do this? And so I really started digging into like PubMed and research articles mm-hmm. about these surgeries and about the anatomical changes that were happening. And pre and post surgery. Pre and post. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up there, I had a, a nice graphic from one of the textbooks I had in college Mm -hmm. and it was a diagram of the entire GI tract and where certain things were absorbed. Oh. And so I used that to start formulating the, not only the diet restrictions, but also the, the micronutrient supplement, the the micronutrient supplement kind of routine that, that we would see. Right. So I, I really created everything in, in my mind from the ground up because there were no other dietitians doing this. So mm-hmm. I couldn't go out to the academy and say, hey, I need, <laughs> you know, I need to see what other sure, people have done, can. reinvent the wheel. And nope, I created everything from the ground up, which, which was very cool. I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it, I thought it was awesome. Um, some of the handouts that I have seen recently are very are close. <laughs> I was going to say, have you have you tried? Have you gotten any years published, or have you got a have you no. done anything with those? Like no, just, or others. But you're seeing kind no. of some things that yeah. you 
had but a, it's it's very similar recommendations as what I've you know, seen over the years from different um, different hospitals and different surgeons using very mm-hmm. similar recommendations. So it was just validation for me that oh I was on the right track. You okay. were, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was recommending the correct things. And that's a pretty intense thing to have to kind of create on your own after yeah. being a dietitian for only a couple of years, and it's very specialized, and there yeah. wasn't the support. So you it were was, you were on the you were on the right track, and it was <laughs> it was nice being in that environment too because it was very clinical. Mm-hmm. So I would read op notes from mm-hmm. you know, maybe patients who had gone to another surgeon and had problems and came in. So sure. I was getting to know the the lingo, so to speak. Um, and I would be able to visualize exactly how the connections were made and where and you know, 50 centimeters from the ileocecal valve or, you know, I mean, just <laughs> that things like anatomy that. Anatomy and I, phys that you studied and it was all yeah. kind of making sense yeah. coming together. Yeah. And it was, and I got to learn a lot about medical management as well. So okay. post-op protocols, even with medications, um, and physical therapy and activity and that kind of thing. So it kind of put me, gave me a little bit of a taste of what being a doctor would be like. That's awesome. It's like, this is kind of cool, but I'm glad I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like when you did work at, in that program that you were very much revered as the nutrition expert? You know how we talked about the clinical team in Mm -hmm. Jacksonville were very revered. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about your role as the dietitian in that bariatric surgery team? I think, I think they were very supportive of me. Um, I think my attention that I, or I guess that's the word I'm thinking of. My my intention uh, <laughs> was to learn as much as I could about medical management. When in in reality, I was dealing with a lot of the behavioral and sure. psychological aspects. So to me, that was more you know, actually seeing the patients and talking mm-hmm. to them one on on one was more like just a part of the job. I didn't really care about as much. I sure. mean, not that. I don't. You cared about the patients. You would just. But I was really interested in the clinical management and the surgical interventions. So, you know, after time went on, it's it's very taxing to um, to hear some of the patients' stories Mm -hmm. and how you know the question that the surgeon would ask was like, "How did you?" come to be this weight and boy that was a hard question for that's a open ended yeah like whoa what happened give me your history um three hours later Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i mean patients would often cry sure um Mm -hmm. a lot of i must have developed a pretty good rapport with most of them because they would tell tell me things that they wouldn't tell Tell dr sudan so then i would have to go back to dr sudan and say hey Hey. did you know um (laughs) x y and z so I think it was good. They felt comfortable enough with me to share those things. Um, you know, that I think the team actually looked at me more as like, ah, oh, we don't care about the diet. We're surgeons. So sure. Kristen, deal with the diet. And, yes. And they gave me a lot of freedom and autonomy around that, which is nice. Um, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Because they, I mean, honestly, you are the, you mm-hmm. are the nutrition expert. That's so why I'm there. That's kind of why they took a step back. Mm-hmm. They did the surgery and then they let you take care of the patient with the food. Yeah, they were very good about it. That's good. That's good. And you think about that, you know, being over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of unheard of, I feel. Yeah. Just it's, because. it's sad that program is not around anymore. I was um, going to ask if that program no. is around anymore. No, it's not. It's not around. Um, the, the last surgeon that was there left, I think, in 2008, I okay. believe. 
he uh, he moved out to Duke University okay with his wife and he is in charge of last I knew he was in charge of their residency program out okay. there so was that Dr. Sudan or was yes, it a, Dr. Yeah, Sudan, Dr. Sudan did. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. I kind of wondered if he was still around nope. or Nope. So, so with no... him, the program left. Right. And then where, did you stay with the program until then or did you? No, I had actually left before that. Um, I think a, about a year in, I started looking at jobs back in Florida because I was <laughs> missing <you>? Florida. <laughs> and then, and then I kind of got to a place, we got busy and, you know, I really was enjoying it and going with the flow. Cause I think I was there about a total of three and a half years. Okay. And, um, when Dr. Jacobs left, things died down for me because I was responsible for both surgeons. And mm-hmm. so I had a lot more free time. So I found myself doing things like I would, I would help the nurse with lab letters. So their patients, okay. the patient's labs would come back and we'd write letters to them informing them what their values were and what to do about it and with prescriptions for vitamins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also helped with insurance certifications, which oh. was really cool to get to see what's all involved in that. And, you know, how to meet the requirements for surgery and what documentation needs to happen. And I think that information has been just valuable to me in my personal life. Because sure. I'm a kid. I don't know. What's insurance? Yeah. <laughs> and how does that work again? How does it work? And what's, <laughs> what does reimbursement mean? Mm-hmm. And, so and as I, a dietitian, we don't. Right. There's not enough information about that no at idea. all. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so around that time, um, I had found kind of an out with uh, a long-term care facility in Omaha and okay. why I went back to long-term care. I, I don't you went know. Back, back to long-term care, but that it was not was in not Florida. My, no. That, <laughs> and that was not my passion. But again, I, I always like to look back and, and recognize what I took away from that place, whether mm-hmm. it was the relationships or, um, or the experience. And, you know, this particular position was a lot, there were a lot of ventilated patients okay and uh, traumatic brain injury or those kinds of things sure and then there were also there was also a pediatric unit oh and with the same kind of injuries yes some were but some also maybe just had a trach some maybe had you know some birth defects or Mm -hmm. some and that was my favorite part about the job was pediatrics pediatrics. it was awesome and I was terrified because I'd never done pediatrics before Uh and it's really just a different language it's not Different. No, just a different. I like that. It's a different language. It's just a different language. Just little people. And uh, and the same with NICU. I've done NICU too, and that's just a different language too. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all very different, and we shouldn't be afraid of it. But we are. But we are. <laughs> Dietitians are, mm-hmm. I think. And at that at that position, I um, I I think that was more soul food for me, okay. because I got to see these children that. Either they were victims of child abuse, or um, once it was known that they had a birth defect, the parents were gone. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And this is where they lived. I mean, this was this their, is their home. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And there were two ladies that were the, the activities director or activities um, people, and they would do you know, story time or little fun games with them twice a day. And so I'd always find myself being on the floor at those times so I could go in and you know hit the balloon with them or do stuff so that was those are my soul food days that's awesome yeah it was 
Very cool. And I don't think I realized that's what it was at that point. You probably, so when, so probably later mm -hmm. you just yeah. kind of after the fact, you're yeah. like, wow, that was a really important mm -hmm. part of that it step was. in my dietitian path. It was, I, yeah. I feel like every step has been there for a purpose. Um, when you look at my resume, you think, gosh, you've had a lot of jobs, <laughs> but I revere, you know, one, if not many parts about each of those jobs mm -hmm. because they have made me into the professional that I am today. That you are right now. Um, they, you know, so I, I was there probably nine months. I wasn't there very long. Okay. And because I knew in my heart it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I see this job posting for Lincare. Mm -hmm. What is Lincare? Lincare. They want a dietitian to go in the home and provide um, enteral education for patients who have to be on tube feeding. Okay. And I'm like, what? And again, here's. The next job that we don't really know what we need you for, but we know we need you. I was going to say, this sounds like a job that, again, mm -hmm. they know we need a dietitian, but we don't know exactly what we need you for. Yes. So I feel like those have been most you, of my jobs. <laughs> you're a good navigator. You're a good pioneer when it comes to like, things. Yes. 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 <laughs> I do. I'm, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm like the cutting, down some, Columbus, cutting so. down some trees. <laughs> uh, so I, I, this was intriguing to me. It was just... It was very cool. It was a new program that they had rolled out, and um, the intent was for the dietitian to go out and introduce this program to what they called accounts, but it was basically going and speaking to oncologists and head and neck surgeons wow. and, and um, anyone who would order a tube feeding for a mm -hmm. patient in the home. And so that was the first part. You build the program, and then you get the patients, and you take care of them. And I learned so much. I mean, I... This, this education, they sent us for two weeks down into Birmingham, Alabama, because this mm -hmm. is where a dietitian built this company, this home care company, that's all they did. That's all they did was enteral nutrition in the wow. home. And they did all of the training and instruction on how to take care of the site, how to keep it clean, how to uh, actually administer the tube feeding. Mm -hmm. And that's something that in my history, nurses were always the ones that sure. did that. And it was the coolest thing that I got to learn how to do all and of you that. Got to do it. And it was. Is there a lot of people that go home on tube feedings? More than you would more think. More than you think. And there is a big. These patients fall through the cracks, every single one of them. Because what I found is that you know the oncologist or the head and neck surgeon will order the peg, the peg to sure. be placed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They go into a, a surgery center and they get that done and they get sent home. No one really, like nobody day. tells them what to do with it. Nobody tells them anything about it. Um, and then these surgeons, these doctors, don't want to manage the tube feeding because they don't know anything about it. And so they're know. usually pointing fingers at each, at other, each other, saying, you manage it, no, you manage it. So what, which I thought this program was just brilliant because then that's where I would insert myself. I would mm -hmm. say, Hey, you know, I just need, I just need somebody to sign it. Mm -hmm. I'll do all of it. I just need just sign off on it. You, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you tell me, you know, what, um, if you're okay with it, then mm -hmm. I'll take care of it. I got mm -hmm. it. So, uh, it, it was a very good theoretical program. It just wasn't run it wasn't run very well in Omaha. In Omaha. Um, it was run very well at... Is this a national company? Yes, it is. It is so it's all company. over. And it it just kind of fell apart. Um, and now there are so many laws with Medicare about oh. home care companies that I had no idea. Um, that was, again, education on insurance is what I took away from that. I would have never um, guessed. Yeah. It, 
it's just a whole different world. So that probably kind of held you back from being able to do your job. It did, and there was such a there was such a pressure on the sales piece of it. Oh, gotcha. To go out. So and you were most get, they like go out to the doctor's offices and right. sell our program. Right. But then you would mm-hmm. want to really execute the program. Yes. And you never really got that opportunity. That's true. I met some awesome patients mm-hmm. along the way. I mean, you you're in their most intimate setting, sure. in their home, in their and homes. you really get to know people and. Um, you know, I lost a lot of patients. It was very hard, Aww. but worth it. See, worth I know, it. and I never would have thought about losing, you know, patients yeah. either. And that's mm-hmm. when you have that connection with them yeah. in their, like you said, their most mm-hmm. private places. That's that's yeah. hard. It was cool. I loved so, it. how long did you do that for? That was about a year and a half. Okay. And oh, where am I at in my timeline? <laughs> so, um, after that, I saw a. I, and it was actually someone who I had worked with before at Creighton with Dr. Sudan. Okay. She was working in the weight management clinic for um, Allegiant Health at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, we have a, a job coming open because another dietitian was leaving. She's like, hey, you should apply for this. I'm like, awesome. I love my friend Jill. I'd love to work with her every day again because it was so much fun. Uh-huh. And I applied for that job and got it. It was a coordinator position for their weight management program. Okay. So I get there and I find that their weight management program is it's um, health management resources. It's called HMR. And okay. it's a very structured program that basically... They have like, a criteria right, already they, set yes. out. Okay. And, patients buy their food and their shakes and all that stuff. Oh, okay. They also had a bariatric surgery practice in the same office as well. Oh. So it was kind of cool to be able to see a lot of that. Um, I, my role was a coordinator, so I didn't really have a lot of, I didn't really have any authority to do anything. Uh I didn't have any manage, I had management responsibilities, but no ability to hold anybody accountable. Okay. And so, um, that time was I was very much expected to be a supervisor and direct and if people didn't listen then it really I mean it was up to me to get mm-hmm. it done was so not doing a lot of dietitian no stuff, um, more and management. I had eventually figured out that they wanted to they just really wanted to hire a dietitian to say they had one okay in marketing okay and I was we have a dietitian on staff yeah. woo yeah <laughs> I was an office manager for the most part, really I run credit cards and Aww. do cash handling and that kind of thing. So I, I really tried, like I, I really tried. You this, gave it this your is all. My job. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. And, um, you know, my supervisor, her, her response to me when I would go to her with employee issues or concerns would say, well, then you just take care of it. You know, if they're oh. not doing their job then you just do it. Mm-hmm. So that really soured me on on the on the job anyway. Sure, it's understandable. So um, my very last, and going back to my Lynn care, like it's so cool how many of my jobs have come from networking and how important it is from other people um, that you know or met along the way. My very last presentation with Lynn care was with um, the clinical nutrition manager for Allegiant, and. So I, I had to tell her, well, I'm leaving Lincare, but I'm actually going to be here at Emanuel. Um, I'm joining the system. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I'm creating a position. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm <laughs> creating a position. <laughs> this um, stuff is just, you're just drawn yeah, to it. just a magnet for this kind of <laughs> punishment, I think. <laughs> but I thought, oh, this is cool because this is very clinical. Mm. Um, her job was to, was 
she was the manager for the dietitians at four hospitals in Omaha. And so she was kind of a system person. And then I was really to be kind of her second in command. Okay. That was what this job was to help her deal with the high level management stuff. And then I would do more of the day to day with the other dietitians. Okay. Chart audits, um, schedule, that kind of stuff. Uh huh. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I want to give that a whirl. I'm going to get back into the <laughs> clinical world and let's see what happens. You're still so, not in Jacksonville, Florida. Though. Still not in Jacksonville. And I had pretty much given up that You gave up on that. By that point. Um, and so I started in, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the year. I think it was 2010. And I, I was still part of the same company. So I just transitioned into a different role in mm-hmm. 2010. It would have been probably March. Three months later, um, Jackie, the lady who hired me, gave her notice. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because she was transitioning over to a role in IT. She had a very strong IT background. Okay. Informatics. And she, Mm. she's cool. And she... And is she a dietitian? She is a dietitian. And she is a... Oh, very interesting. She is to this day my mentor. Awesome. She and I are thick as thieves. She's... Really? Like... My older sister, she's she's awesome. That's um, great. So she left, and we still kept in touch, and I relied on her for a lot of the IT uh, questions that I had because mm-hmm. I that was kind of now my responsibility that she was gone. <laughs> so, so you still maintain that kind of assistant position while they were looking to replace her, or yes. you replaced her? I, I didn't want to replace her. Okay. Because I'm thinking... Uh-oh, I can't do that job. No way. No way, no way. And so my boss, the person who became my boss, worked on me for about six weeks. It's like, just take it. You know, you need to take this job. You'd be great at it. You need to take it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get more money. You... So I took it. You did. <laughs> of course you did. And boy, did I not know what I was getting myself into. No, but it was awesome. Um, Which is why Jackie is still your mentor. Yes. She's still my mentor because I hung on to her for dear, dear mm-hmm. life. And, you know, I'm thinking, here I am. I wasn't even, was I 30 yet? I think I was just 30. Just turned 30. I like how you say just 30. That's, a, that's beautiful. <laughs> I like that. It's awesome. And here I am. The clinical nutrition managers that I knew of, you know, around the around the area were all women women well into their careers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here I am, just some dumb kid that hasn't <laughs> really been practicing a bunch of clinical. I've done a, bu- a lot of different weird things. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of clinical dietitians who have been here since before the year I was born. <laughs> so it's a little intimidating. Wow. Yeah. And it that job just became a ride. So uh, I left I left that job just this year. Um, okay, so, so you're pretty was, new to I have your been, current position. I've been here for two months. Okay. Um, so in that time, the six years that I was the clinical nutrition manager. Um, Which was your longest yes, job. That's the longest yes. you ever, that you spent in a job. I, I really feel like I packed about 15 years into six years because of all of the changes that happened and things that went on. But, mm-hmm. So um, I became the clinical nutrition manager and I set out to hire the person to replace me in my assistant job. And I, I hired a dietitian who, we were basically dietitian sisters. 
she did a bariatric program about the same time out in California. Oh. In the same thing. Parallel, like parallel lives. Really? Parallel careers. Just weird and uncanny. So that's why I believe there are no accidents. No, no. Um, And her birthday is exactly seven days before mine. I mean, we're just... (laughs) Even like the same... Yeah, we're twinsies. It's weird. (laughs) Twinsies. It's weird. But she is... I mean, she was the best hire that I have ever made to this day because she complimented, you know, the areas that I wasn't so good in. Mm -hmm. And we were both kind of learning how to be managers together. So it really... That's nice. You guys are a good team. Very good team. Best team. I mean, best working relationship. So we set out to standardize everything at all of the hospitals around the city. And so we got that done. And then the announcement came that um, Allegiant was buying Creighton and mm-hmm. that we were merging. Mm-hmm. And so we went through and did all of that. And I, was, I had kind of assumed the computer IT role that Jackie had left at that point. So really a lot of the day-to-day stuff was left to Beth. I mean, she took care of a lot of the clinical stuff and I was kind of on the the computer side side. Mm -hmm. and so then from there um chi made the announcement that they were or allegiant made the announcement that they were going to be 100 percent owned by chi they were always a 4951 venture oh okay so then all of that change happened kind of at the same time as creighton and then then the cha- next change that happened was that we were going live with a new electronic medical record. So then that was kind of on my plate to help design that too. And then the next change that happened was CHI Nebraska came together, and that's 11 hospitals. So, oh my goodness. I mean, it just was kind of a snowball rolling downhill into a boulder that it just. You were not expecting when and you took no, that roll. No, I couldn't stop it. And. <laughs> So, um, how many dietitians were you kind of over then? 45. 45 dietitians. 45. And I also, they had decided to centralize a diet office to um, take patient orders by phone. So I was in charge of that design and implementation. And I, that's why I say I feel like I put 15 years in to sense. Oh my God. Because well, I you got like food service management, <laughs> you IT. IT. Yes. Oh my God. So the, the position that I held when I left um, was actually just a position that was over the centralized call center and IT. So Beth had been promoted to be the clinical nutrition manager for okay. the system because I, I made that choice. I, you were like, nope, I, I couldn't do all of it. it. Mm-hmm. And I, I got my boss to agree. We're just going to separate them out. And that then, makes sense. That was probably way too much for one person and, to... And, you know, it's still too much for one, for person, one person for 11 mm-hmm. hospitals. But, you know, I told... Um, the, the reason I took that IT job was really because I was the only one who knew how to, how to do it. Remotely and do I, it. And I couldn't teach anyone. I, I wasn't in a position to teach anyone how to do it. For time purposes. Right. Sure. And mm-hmm. so I kind of took it out of guilt. It wasn't what I wanted to do. But, <laughs> and I knew, I knew Beth would do a really good job. And I felt comfortable putting her in that position because she and I grew up together in management. Sure. So, yeah. She, um, and she's still doing awesome to this day. I say she's still in that yep. role. Yep. Well, good. She and I talk very frequently, almost good. every day. And, you know, we can bounce things off each other now. So, um, I, I had been struggling for a long time with that job. Um, How long did you do just the IT? Just five months. Five months. Yeah, it was so. very short. And it, 
I probably, I would still be there to this day. Um, in that time last year, I got married. It's almost been a year since I've been married to, um, my husband and we live, yeah, we (laughs) live an hour and a half away from here, but I come in to Omaha and stay during the week and then I go home on the weekends. Oh my gosh. We're making it work. You are. Well, it's awesome. If anybody can, I think you definitely would. (laughs) And you know, hearing me say all of this stuff out loud, I just, is it kind of overwhelming? What? (laughs) I've done all this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, seeing how um, my career has really played out has been awesome. So I found this position that I'm currently in here at mm-hmm. Methodist. Um, it's exactly the same position that I, I mean, it's pretty much just redoing everything I did for 10 hospitals, but only doing it for three. Oh, well, you're, you're downscaling. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. And I thought this was a good move for me to make. Um, I came in and interviewed, and the starting pay for the position that they post on the website I'm like I'll just interview for fun because I can't take that big of a big cut mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, what impressed me about this organization is that they wanted they offered me the job and they asked me you know what would the minimum I could take was and it was outside of the pay grade for mm-hmm. this the uh, person who's my boss today went back to HR and got them to change the pay grade and I was like wow I'm really impressed if, they really wanted you if if an organization is willing to do that to mm-hmm. get an employee, like I want to work for them. Absolutely, I want to work for them. And but you've also you've also given yourself a name and reputation. You put the work in. I don't know about that. Uh, you don't think so? I would say definitely. Um, you mean you've obviously you know, I, put the work in? I I did put the work in, and you know this is a whole new venture. You know, it's I think they're probably a little bit needing a little bit more help than mm-hmm. CHI did at the time, but. We'll get there. We always do. That's awesome. Well, you, I always you, do. Always, you, all, you know you're going to get there, which is good that you have that confidence. I'm, I'm stubborn. I think that's... Well, and you're inquisitive. Like more. you said from the beginning, at the beginning of our conversation, you want to know more. You want answers. You want mm-hmm. things to have a tangible outcome, and you're going to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. If someone else isn't, you are. I... <laughs> If, if I'm not, if I can't do it, then I don't think it can be done. I mean, I will find a way I to do it. I love that. I love that. We'll find That's a way very to do it. inspirational. Sounds really, sounds really conceited. <laughs> no, no, it does. You know, what? I think that it's good to show confidence mm-hmm. because I think as dietitians, we don't on a lot of occasions. We just mm-hmm. kind of go with the flow. And I think it's very important to show dietitians that, you know what, mm-hmm. you can do anything that comes your way. And right. you're a perfect example. I mean, you've had tons of different hats and your mm-hmm. roles and your professional life. So don't be scared because no. you're going to get there. And it's awesome. And I think the other um, thing I learned during this venture is don't be afraid to ask for the salary that you want because it would have been very easy for me to say, oh, well, it would be so much better there. And I mm-hmm. I was at the point where I would have taken anything. I would have just said, okay. And um, don't be afraid to put a number on what you're worth because you're worth that and more. Act. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And ag- again, we don't, we're not proactive. Right. You're right. A hundred percent. And we are worth it. Absolutely. And it's good to know. And it's good to hear a story of someone that does, mm-hmm. someone does appreciate and know that they're worth it and get that money in return. Yeah. It's and scary. money isn't everything sometimes, no. but it is important to know that, you know, you know, we can be valued just like a physician mm-hmm. or a speech therapist or a physical therapist. Absolutely. That our role is very important. And to have the, the level of support that I have here. Um, I don't feel like I've had that support and I don't know. I, maybe it's, maybe it's that I have had the support and I just wasn't able to, to verbalize the reason why I need more support Mm -hmm. or be confident in 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 speaking to it Mm -hmm. 
or if it's that I, I think it's probably a combination of the two. Yeah, probably. I wasn't able to um, communicate my needs effectively. And having been on the other side, having been on the management side, whew, it's a whole different world. So now I know how to speak to my manager for mm-hmm. what I want. I know, for what you want. I know exactly how to present it and how to... That it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wish I would have known more about that as a young dietitian, but... Well, you're still a young dietitian. There's a reason for everything. (laughs) Sorry. You know, after that six-year stint, I don't feel so young, but... (laughs) You said you packed 15... Uh Well, you don't look like I aged you 15 years, so... your heart. You're welcome. You're welcome. The miracle of hair color. (laughs) And face... And And Rodan and Fields. (laughs) Hey, we all need it. (laughs) Well, I am so glad you shared your path and your story and your passion, obviously. You're living out your passion, Mm -hmm. and I love that, and it's awesome knowing you from mm-hmm. days at Creighton and yes. now where you're at, it's very inspirational. So I appreciate that. But I have some fun questions okay. to, end our, to end our conversation with. So what is your favorite food? My favorite food is probably something in the Indian food category. Oh, really? I love Indian food. Just because. That's your thing. And I think it's because I, in the last probably five or six years only found out that I have celiac disease and oh. there are so many options in Indian food that are gluten-free just naturally never so, would have thought of that yeah so I do I like um probably gosh I try something different every time but <laughs> I like it's called alu mater it's a mixture of peas and potatoes and kind of a tomato um tomatoey sauce that sounds delicious yeah my sister bought me a an Indian food cookbook for my birthday. Did she? And it is about 500 pages. Oh my gosh! But it gives a lot of history behind of the how they created they it, and, well, behind why they use the foods they do and the spices that they do. Huh? And it's amazing. Do you cook a lot at home? I do, you? and I actually I cook a dish called butter chicken that. Mm. I have even gotten my husband meat and potatoes man. I would say, does, to is eat. the hubby like in the Indian food? And yeah. As long as I call it something different. <laughs> and so actually, that's why you call it butter chicken. Butter chicken. That would be a total. The 10 year old and the 13 year old actually ate it too. Wow. Well, yeah. you're the family likes and it. And they did not know, that they still do not know to this day <laughs> that it was Indian food. Well, that's, that's, well, and you have another connection to celiac and yeah. that you do yeah. have to cook differently yeah. and it's going to bring everybody else on board and they don't know the difference to be oh, honest. No, like I don't, not. they'll, they started at first asking me, is this gluten-free? Then I don't want it. <laughs> You're and like, no, now they eat not. it. They're right along with me. That's and good. They like it. That's mm-hmm. good. You're influencing them at home too. Yes. <laughs> What's your least favorite? If you can't say wheat. Oh, What's yeah, your least no. favorite I, food? I do like wheat. Actually, I like barley the best. Barley because is of beer. your favorite. I can't oh, have beer. There's <laughs> gluten-free beer now. It's terrible. <laughs> is it not well, good? It's terrible. <laughs> good Bud Light with tomato juice in the summer. I would give anything for I that. remember your love for Bud Light. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, my least favorite food. Oh, gosh. And I hate to say it now because I, I can't eat raw tomatoes. Like, I... I just can't sit and eat them. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better, but <laughs> man, you have given me anything processed, salsa, ketchup, chili, <laughs> I, any kind of processed tomato I love. And so I think it's just God telling me I need more lycopene. There, so. It could be. You know, lycopene is a sunscreen yes. from the inside out. Absolutely. I love lycopene. <laughs> I have the same thing with corn, so don't feel bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. Perfect. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? You can either one. Mm. You can say one of each if you like. Well, I've kind of become a wine snob. 
actually due to my mentor, Jackie. Okay. She is kind of introduced Something me that you share together. To the wine world. That's um, awesome. We call it wine time, like pun intended. <laughs> and um, I, I really, I like both reds and whites. Okay. Just kind of kind depends of on the it. mood I'm in. I usually find I drink reds when it's cold out. Yes. And, and white when it's whites in the summer. Warm. They had a very good selection of rosés this year, too. So I like the rosés. And people think when I say that, I'm talking about, like, pink Moscato or yes, white Zin. Yes, no, no, no. There actually is a whole another world of rosés. Rosé, yes. <laughs> and they are very good. And they're usually a mixture of, you know, like a Pinot Noir and uh, I love maybe Pinot Noir. A, Sauvignon Blanc or something, mm. and they're just they're just different mixtures. So you're getting adventurous with that. That's fun. I, I, I like it. that. I love it. And then I am a confessed Coke Zero addict, so oh, that is okay. my non-alcoholic drink of choice. So <laughs> I'm doing better. Not I'm here, since I've worked here, I just do water. Hey, that's good. Mm-hmm. So just kind of soda yeah. in the evenings, weekends, mm, drives back if, to Columbus. If yeah, <laughs> and if I need to mix, I do like Tito's vodka too. Okay, so if I need to I mix too. something with that, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love Tito's. If you're in town here, Bricks has it twenty six ninety nine for oh. a one seven five. But oh, that's, that's a, way out west. It is out west, but you know, I still travel out there on mm-hmm. occasion. They Cabins. might have one down here on thirtieth and oh yeah, Dodge. there is one down on Dodge. What's your least favorite drink? My least favorite drink is milk. Milk. I'm lactose intolerant. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that would go with the celiac yeah. a little bit. But I do. I did find Fairlife milk. That is oh. my new favorite. So. Does it work for you? Yes. I love Fairlife and milk. And it's delicious. And it's a lot more protein, mm-hmm. which is very good for you. Yes. That's my new favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? Oh, gosh. Probably. And this is going to sound so weird and dorky, and I apologize in advance, but No. Um, waking up in the morning and rolling over and cuddling with my husband and just the smell of his hair and (laughs) I just you know how people have their own smells oh yeah definitely I just love his smell aww that's sweet well he'll have to definitely listen to this and blush at the end (laughs) what's your least favorite smell um oh gosh probably anything that has been sitting in my fridge that I have to clean out like yeah. does that happen often rancid no you know we live on um we live outside of town so we have our own septic system oh and, gotcha and so I don't pour any of the yeah. grease down the drain and I keep it in like an old container know, maybe, maybe a maybe a prego jar or sure, something yeah. and we must have let one sit a little bit too long that rancid that was terrible <laughs> we did that where I was from too we didn't put it down in our was sinks yeah um what's your guilty pleasure when it comes to food oh my goodness um there are so many <laughs> <laughs> we are dietitians so we do have a list I'm sure so <laughs> I mean, again, I could say Indian food, but that would be kind of You really redundant. like Indian food, I though. I do love it. Uh, That's probably, okay. <laughs> probably creme brulee. Creme brulee. There is a chef here that is from France, and he oh. worked at the French Cafe downtown when it was open, and he does all of our desserts. And really? And his creme brulee is... Phenomenal. To die for. Now, can you eat creme brulee yes. then? Yes. I can. Good. Well, good. And even if I couldn't, I probably you still, still would. would. <laughs> You'd mm-hmm. weather the storm. Yes, I would. <laughs> well, thanks so much today for talking Thank with you. me. It's always interesting listening mm-hmm. to dietitian stories, and I love dietitians that I have worked with in the past, and your story is amazing, and I can't wait to see where you go in the future. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs>
It was so wonderful to reconnect with Kristen and hear her story again. This is what is so great about our profession. Our journeys, like Kristen's, are so unique. By listening to her story, it's a reminder of how you never know what's going to happen in your career. It's also about what you're looking for in your career. And make sure to check out my new blog each Wednesday. Let me know what you think by heading over to annelizabethardy.com, where you can also buy my labor of love, my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? And connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at annelizabethrd. As always, remember to be great, find the joy in each day, and start a conversation that truly matters.